Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey y'all, I'm Taryn Finley, a senior culture reporter at HuffPost, and this is I Know That's Right, a weekly podcast about the latest in culture, entertainment, and trending conversations. Settle in because we're going to a place where mainstream news and the wild west of internet culture collide. From the news that makes us say I know that's right to the mess that you know is just as dead wrong as the Grammys are every year, child. I'm breaking down the week that was, and we've got so much to talk about then, as always... I'll bring in a guest for an in-depth conversation. This week, we're going to get right into Jay-Z's speech and the systemic issues with the Grammys with none other than author and founder of the gumbo, Nadira Simmons. This is I Know That's Right. I Know That's Right. All right, all right, all right. We're back for another week of breaking down what's really going on. And we got to talk about what went down over this past weekend at the Grammys. Starting with the I Know That's Right of the week. You know, we got to get on the good foot every time we talk about these headlines. First, you already know I got to give my I Know That's Right this week to none other than Victoria Monet. That's right. She was nominated for seven awards on Sunday and won her first three Grammys, including the award for best new artist. We're going to get into the irony of that in a second, because Monet's star has been rapidly rising since she released her debut album, Jaguar two last year. But if you've been following her story and her career, you know, she's been on the grind for a while now. I mean, she has five projects out as she accepted her award, she got emotional talking about her journey. And y'all, it just really pulled at my heartstrings. Take a listen. I just want to say to everybody who has a dream, I want you to look at this as an example. Thank you, God. This, um, this award was a 15-year pursuit. I moved to LA in 2009, and I like to liken myself to a plant who um, was planted, and you can look at the music industry as soil, and it can be looked at as dirty, or it can be looked at as a source of nutrients and water. And my roots have been growing underneath ground, unseen for so long. And I feel like today I'm sprouting. 
finally above ground. So I'd like to thank my team of visionaries who could see through that soil. Rochelle, thank you so much. Child, I had to cut the rap music on for her and everything. And she kept talking. I do not blame you. If you waited and grinded that hard for 15 years, it's your moment. Take it. We love to see it. And I also have to give a very special shout out to her two-year-old daughter, Hazel Monet, who was not only the youngest person ever nominated for a Grammy for being on her mom's song, Hollywood, alongside Earth, Wind & Fire, but also completely was over the Grammys before it even started. And honestly, mood. If you haven't looked at the photos of her on the red carpet, I need you to just go ahead, like run, Google search, do something. Because Miss Mamas did not care about that red carpet. She didn't care about no award. She was ready to go home, eat her snacks, and watch her shows. I do not blame you, niece. Congratulations to both of y'all. Okay, on to the story that has me asking, mm, is that right? Y'all know where we are in hip-hop right now. Women have been dominating the genre and breathing, honestly, a new life into it in a major way and reclaiming their space. I mean, we have Megan Thee Stallion, Lotto, Sexy Red, Flo Millie, Dolce. I could go on and on. I've talked about this on the show so many times before. So it really stumps me, truly, as to why only men won in rap categories at the Grammys this year. Killer Mike swept in categories he was nominated for. And Lil Durk and J. Cole won for Best Melodic Rap Performance. I don't even know why I'm surprised because A... The nominations were off from jump, okay? The only women we saw in these categories were Koi LeRae, Doja Cat, Nicki Minaj, Ice Spice, and SZA? Like, SZA? Be so for real right now. Like, yes, she slid on low, which is the song she was nominated for, but come on. Seeing SZA in a Grammy rap category and not Lotto, not Lola Brooke, it's not making sense to me. And it really is just so indicative as to how overlooked the culture and hip hop period are when it comes to the Grammys. Again, I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised because when has the Grammys ever gotten it right? Especially when it comes to rap. <sighs> Last story of the week. I've been holding this in, right? I really have been holding this in, but I have to just let it go at this point because it's really out of hand. The person who was dead wrong this week, I'm fucking tired of Taylor Swift. I said it, I said it, I said it. Look, come at me if you need to, but I need a break, okay? I need a break, you need a break. Hell, she needs a break. I've really tried to ignore her. I really, truly did. But the chick is everywhere. She's at the Grammys acting fake shock when she wins awards. But then just conveniently announcing that she's dropping an album during her acceptance speech. Like, come on. Then when the Celine Dion presents her with album of the year, she ignores her. Like, bruh, I get being nervous and having a little anxiety on stage. But Taylor, you paid her dust. And this isn't your first rodeo. Your raggedy ass acceptance speech had nothing, didn't even acknowledge Celine Dion who gave you the award. Like that, that is truly, you're a trip to me for that. 
Taylor has four albums of the year, by the way. I don't know why she has that many, but I do know that Jay-Z's acceptance speech during the Grammys this year has everything to do with how we'll get into that a little bit later as well. And then it doesn't even stop there. We have to watch her at the Super Bowl like she's on the damn field. We were already robbed of a Detroit versus Baltimore game. Now we have to see the camera cut to her every time Travis Kelsey's blows his nose. Meanwhile, I'm just here to see Usher perform if we really keeping it funky. And if I sound like I'm hating, it's because I am. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm really tired of seeing it. I'm not her target audience. Why does it keep landing in my direction? I'm tired of seeing it, please. And Taylor, baby, I know you're tired. You just came off of tour. You released a film re-recorded all of your damn music for the love of God rest rest we need it give yourself and give everybody the hell else a break okay please and thanks all right y'all those are the headlines of the week but we have so much still to talk about specifically Jay-Z's Grammy speech stick around because author and founder of the gumbo Nadira Simmons is joining me in a few so we can really just dive deep into everything that was said how it was said where it was said oh my god so much to talk about more I know that's right is coming up there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to I Know That's Right, (laughs) y'all. This year's Grammy Awards ceremony had a few highlights and lowlights and have us asking questions about who and what gets celebrated in this music industry and which artists get overlooked. The scathing speech Jay-Z made about the Grammy's hypocrisy as he accepted the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award wasn't the only thing either. There are a few things that happened on Sunday night that pointed to Hove's point. Victoria Monet finally got her recognition in three Grammys, including Best New Artist, after being in the game for 15 years. Taylor Swift winning her fourth album of the year in marking 25 years since a black woman has won album of the year. No female rappers won in rap categories whatsoever. And the fact that the award that made space for Jay-Z to make this speech was named after a man with a history of abuse allegations. We're going to dive into the broader implications of what happened at the Grammys this year and what it could mean for music moving forward with the author of First Things First and founder of The Gumbo, which is a hip hop platform and social club for black women, Nadira Simmons. Hey, Nadira, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I love that intro. That was great. I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, You're just the perfect person to dive into all of these things. I'm ready very much true to this <laughs> not new to this but before we dive real deep i do have to say congratulations on your new Thank book you. first things first hip-hop ladies who changed the game 
love 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 that title thank love what you. it's about like shout thank out to you. you thank you so much i still cannot believe it is out <laughs> but i'm very happy that it is it was a long long time coming and a lot of work and i'm just glad that people can read it yeah Feels like my absolutely baby. oh because it is when you, when you <laughs> write a book you give birth i'm like yeah. go off you're a mother okay yes okay yes <laughs> and we're gonna dive into that a little bit later but first we have to talk about what happened at the grammys nadira yes i want to know what stood out to you? What were what were your personal highlights, lowlights, all of that? Like what what were the things that really that really called your name on Sunday? Yeah. I mean, whenever Beyonce's face pops up on the screen, I'm like, oh, she is here. So that's Absolutely. a highlight. Yes. Um, I love Jay-Z's speech. That was a highlight for me. I love seeing SZA like run out on stage just because she was probably backstage getting herself together after already performing and coming to to get that award. Um, so those are like my like big highlights. Oh, and John Baptiste. I mean, I used to work at the list show. He was the band leader while I worked there. And I'm like, John is that guy. And they did Optimistic, which was one of my yes. favorite songs. So I was like, oh, this is really, that was all that. So those are my highlights for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have to piggyback on off of all of that seeing especially victoria monet after so many years it really oh felt, my god duh yeah, yeah. <laughs> forgot <laughs> it's okay because it's implied no no because yeah. it's because it's implied <laughs> but but seeing her after so many years you know she's been in the yes. game grinding i mean yeah. literally put out five bodies of work and it's just now That's getting wild. that recognition and you know the irony of her getting best new artist being yes. that, like ain't ain't nothing new like she is literally nothing new a, about her she's literally a pro I I think that you know that's really amazing but also kind of as I was saying earlier points to what Jay Z was saying as far yep. as like that perseverance and pushing through and we've seen a lot of people not get to that place. But, you know, mm -hmm. fortunately, she was able to. But, you know, there there's a lot specifically about that speech that that stood out to me. But I, I want to know, like, what stood out to you, especially as it relates to to Sunday night? Yeah, I think the biggest thing and I've seen so many people tweet this as well. And even I remember when Solange um, was at the Grammys a few years ago, she said, create your own committees or communities, one of those words, and be the goal that you want to hold. And I'll never forget that. I know they all in the same family. I'm sure they all have similar thoughts about a lot of things. And even just listening to him speak, yes, keep going. And, you know, you can get these awards and you get these awards. It's amazing. But they're not a reflection of your worth because he was like, some of y'all shouldn't even be in the category. <laughs> like, no, some of you will get robbed. And some of you shouldn't even be here. And I think that's the biggest thing is just knowing as frustrated as I get and I do it every year. I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm not going to get all mad if someone doesn't win or they don't get this. And I get invested. And I'm like, dang, something happened again to make me mad. But just knowing to what Salon said and what he said in his speech is you really got to be the gold you want to hold. And that perseverance is to just keep going and making the stuff that you want to make and creating to create and to provide joy for your fans um, because creating for the validation, I think anybody could tell you like, that's just not, 
as unfortunate as it is, as, as deserving as those awards are, if you create from that space, it will be daunting and exhausting. And his wife should have more album of the year awards. Like, I, yeah, like, I don't even make no sense that she got 32 and doesn't have that. Like, it, wild. <laughs> wild. It, it really is. I'm, I'm not going to lie. When he got up there, I was a little bit conflicted seeing the Carters at the Grammys this year. Mm. Especially because... Last year's Grammys was the third time that the Grammys played with Beyonce and didn't give her album of the year. Yeah. She was nominated for, for a self-title. She was nominated for Lemonade. She was nominated for Renaissance. And so it was really interesting that, you know, they even, um, but it still felt a little bit complicated to me, especially because of, the boycotts that Jay-Z has, you know, has out openly said, like, we're not going to the Grammys this year. With him accepting the award initially, I, I was I was given a little side eye, like, okay, whatever. Like, like it felt like another consolation prize. I'm not gonna lie. Like this, this Dr. Dre Award, Global Impact Award, period, like if we're gonna talk about it, it feels like a consolation prize because of the Grammys history as far as not acknowledging hip hop. Seeing all of that, I was not expecting him to get up there and shake the table like that, you know, but I appreciated that. And I appreciate the power in, in that and him standing next to, next to blue who used to use his Grammys as sippy cups and now got her own Grammys. I'm wondering like for you, like, I guess let's start with this award, being that it is a Dr. Dre Global Impact Award. Like, I, I do wonder, what does that signal to you as far as as far as a hip hop fan, as far as, you know, a black woman who, who you know, is a leader in the space? Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it's very complicated. And I think there's so much. I mean, there's a chapter on D. Barnes in my book. And when you think about her and her legacy and even the ways in which her career and the careers of so many other women were stifled because of what they faced at his hands. It's hard. And even as a hip hop fan, for me, sometimes it's hard to reconcile that this is, there are people and there are awards and there are things that are entrenched and are a part of this culture that we love so much who have done bad things. Like just, just to put it completely out there, have done things that are not cool and are very wrong. So operating within that space and even to your point of it being like a consolation award because I'm like what is this award and I you know I, you read about it you see like what it is I'm still like okay like I get it you're giving out this award at the awards okay I don't know I'm just like there were so many other people that we could honor and <laughs> name things after in so many different ways and I think that's the unfortunate part again about hip-hop and being a woman who loves hip hop or is a part of hip hop is you'll have these legendary men who have done legendary things, but have also been harmful to women. So when I, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, I could, I remember D Barnes wrote um, a piece last year for Rolling Stone and feeling like, yeah, a hundred percent. I feel this, this is very odd, but it also speaks to a lot of women in music in general, the way we kind of gloss over their experiences and we just let, 
just let the men rock. I'm like, you know, even seeing Clarence Avon up there, I was like, I would love a Clarence Avon, like Legacy Award or something like that. Just just so we don't have the conversations and the the, the things around a person's legacy now tied to this specific award. It's like, this is not, we, if you want to celebrate someone, and again, people have so much that come with them, but if every time we talk about this award, we have to talk about this, that makes me question whether naming it in that way was the right move. Um, but yeah, as a woman in hip hop, it's, it's very complicated and it's very difficult because you just want to like, you just want to love hip hop. You want to celebrate it. And it comes with this stuff sometimes where you're like, Oh my God, another thing, or I didn't know about this thing, or this person has this and they've done that. Like it is, it's exhausting. That it, it, it is exhausting. <laughs> yeah, it is exhausting, and it feels like there's always another layer to peel back. You know, right. I would love to just talk about you know Jay Z's speech on its head and in the layers that that already presents. But you know, you you have this this other thing. But you know, like I do want to get into you know kind of what he said in in context of that night because it's, it's powerful, powerful that, that yes, yes this, this like like jay-z, Jay-Z is, is a hip-hop mogul icon, icon all of, of you know he is he is, is, he is at, at the, the top, top when you when you, when you think, think about, about influential rappers, rappers who, who have kind of kind of transcended what, what the creators, creators of hip-hop, hip-hop thought it could be, could be. Thought it could be absolutely, you know, absolutely to see, to see him, him, you know, you know champion, champion his, his wife, wife next, next to his, his daughter. daughter. Yeah, you know, you know I, I, like, like it, it takes, takes that, that level, level mm-hmm. unfortunately, to kind of ring the bell and and to get folks to listen who are making these decisions. Absolutely. But I do wonder, you know, how impactful do you think his his speech is as far as like actually making a change? I think for him to do that on that stage, because I remember when Beyonce lost last year, I think he was in conversation with Elliot Wilson and it came out in print. I want to say maybe it was on the title app. It was somewhere and they had a discussion and he was like, yo, if they don't give her album there for Renaissance, like they got it wrong. Grammys gets it wrong. And that came out after the Grammys and after she did not win for Renaissance. And I remember being like, dang, like Hove is, he's fed up. But for him to do it on the stage live with all of his peers in there and all of his peers peers in there and all of the engineers and all the producers and all the managers like people who might not ever be in a room with him again like he is a heavy hitter and aside from him being one of my favorite rappers just lyrically he (laughs) the way in which even him saying like he's a little nervous like he was nervous to speak like he is aware of so much and i think he was intentional in yeah, I'm going to get this award and I'm going to use this opportunity to call them out. And I, in my head, I'm like, I wonder if they're going to come back next year. Like, are they going to like troll and just sit? Like, I don't know. And I can't, I can't speak to what they would do because I'm not trying to be like, oh, like they're going to do this. I'm like, I don't know these celebrities. We Parasocial relationships, like we do not know what they're going to do. But what I appreciated, yeah, what I appreciated was him saying it in that space and not it being especially now with the way that social media moves and he's not a tweeter, so he wouldn't do that anyway, but there's so much conversation. There's so much dialogue that I feel like it gets lost, especially when the dialogue then becomes now everybody wants to argue. Well, why do you think she deserved it? She deserved it. And I'm going to post this stat and I'm going to Photoshop this stat and I'm going to lie about this. And I'm going to post this picture. Like it becomes so like, 
ridiculous. And to see someone who is a legend, but also such a powerhouse in a way that, like you said, no one could have ever imagined those cool heart. Like they were not thinking that somebody would get to this space in hip hop for him to get up there and basically be like, y'all are bugging. That was important. The impact that I think it will have. I hope that even if people still go to the Grammys, because, you know, I think it's easier said than done to divest from these award shows. People, it feels good to win. And if you don't win, you know, I don't want it to ruin someone's day. But if you do, you feel good. And I want people to be in that space where, hey, if you win, be proud and be happy like you did that. But also don't hinge your entire existence and your worth and your value as an artist on this award. And I hope I hope people seeing him do that in that space live on stage really resonated with them. But I also just know to the point of people loving to win, like we're going to get bit out of shape about this every year until something is done. But I really, I really hope the Academy takes a look at their voting process. Cause I remember last year and I tweeted it like people saying they're not going to vote for Beyonce because she already has a lot of stuff. And they like, like literally, like literally quoted saying that. And that's not that's that's not it. That's ridiculous. Listen to all the music in the categories. What do you like the best? Whether you like it, if you like it the best, and that's your honest opinion, cool. But don't let it be because you don't want to see this black woman get more accolades. So you're gonna give her all the other categories. You're gonna give her the R and B. You're gonna give her, the, but you're not gonna give her album of the like. Come on, be for real. It's yeah, I, I remember that um, that story, and it it just felt so nasty, and it. It felt yeah. like it felt like no one would say that about a white artist. And Absolutely it, not. And it felt like that doesn't just apply to Beyonce, but there are very fickle and let's be honest, sexist and racist reasons that a lot of people yep. don't put certain artists in certain categories. Like even, you know, a lot yep. of a lot of people were like, Oh, we would have loved to see SZA win one of the big four. Of course, you Absolutely. know, she, of course she won a big award. That was such a surreal moment for her. Yeah. I love that she got that moment. At the same Damn. time, you know, often our, our artists are relegated to these boxes, you know, it, which yeah. is really reflective of not only music, but just society as a whole. Absolutely. I, I just like don't get how... I mean, I get it because it's literally what you said. Racism, sexism, it's all of those things. But like, dog, like you, you release self-title, which is like you change the way everyone drops their music. On Fridays on now. That, <laughs> yes. And everyone's music, like every song and album was fire. Like not only did you do that, every, like it was a great body of work. Then you do, you release Lemonade, which like, come on. we I don't even need to say it. it so much, so much, so many conversations, a visual album in its own right, like amazing. And you don't, okay, cool, whatever. Not whatever, but okay, cool. Then Renaissance, everybody is still wearing silver to this day. You go in the store, you see silver everywhere. You're seeing it, people replay, like take it in ads and turn it into all these different things. Like it is so impactful. You saw what it did for the queer community. Like you saw, and then, all those things together, it was really good. There's no, like, what? And again, it's subjective. And I love that Jay-Z said that. But he also was like, come on. Like, 
What are we talking about? It really doesn't make any sense. You know, you have, you have Adele going up there to accept her award, you know, years ago. Um, I believe Uh that was, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, 2016, 2017, you know, saying like y'all tripping for not giving this to Beyonce. You are the artist of my generation, you know, and you know, things like that are powerful at the same time. I find myself more and more pessimistic, not only for our singers, but, also for, you know, those in hip hop, like I think about Kendrick Lamar, you know, losing out to Mac Lamar. And I think that was the first year, <sighs> you know, that was, that was Mac, Mac Lamar got album of the year. He got hip hop album of the year or no, he got album of the year, period, actually. And hip hop album of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember that being the first year that I was like really jaded from the Grammys and, and kind of opening my eyes to see like okay y'all don't have y'all's hand on the the pulse of the culture like not at all period period you know but then going back to this year it didn't make sense to me seeing as where we are in hip-hop with women literally dominating and have been credited with saving the genre in a lot of respects yes rightfully so Yet all of the men who won in the rap category or all of the winners of the rap categories were men. Were men. You know? And then also weren't televised, right? I don't think any they of were, those. They weren't televised. Mike, um, Killer Mike swept before he, swept. he yeah. before he got arrested. Um, yeah. There there was, I guess, a, a false alarm of, folks thinking that Nicki uh, Minaj and Ice Spice won. I saw but, that. I saw that tweet and then but they, they didn't. said it was deleted. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. 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 There, yeah. There was a lot going on. And even though like a lot is going on in Nicki's world right now, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit too much, but it, it, it did make me, you know, feel like, damn, like it didn't make sense to me that not one, woman one in the rap category seeing as where we are right now yeah i this is a part of my conflicting feelings with the grammys and if i if there's one thing i will say my most of my excitement for the grammys when i tune in is for the performances i'm like i want to see some good performances and last night they were they were cool but i'm like there were so many songs this year by women rappers that dominated that were everywhere and they're just like not they're just they weren't a part of the ceremony in any way shape or form and then you'll go outside and you'll see like these a-listers and these other artists like trying to see meg at the oscars at vanity fair after party and you're seeing them trying to clamor and get near doja and like there's so much and i'm like for them to not have a space at the ceremony and then also not win anything i think it's so it's just whack, but it also speaks to what Hope said. It's just like, I hope that, and I, I saw the head of the CEO of the Grammys. Maybe they're cool. I don't know if they talk, but I hope somebody took what he said and was like, okay, we need to restructure the way our voting is done and the way our committees work and the ways in which people have access to the cat and the meat. Like, it's just, there's no reason women in rap shouldn't have been spotlighted at the Grammys. And it's reflective of a lot of what he said. And it's, it's disheartening when you know who, who really runs 
not just rap to me they're like the most exciting in music period from the fashion to they're doing movie spots and commercials and the music videos and then the songs themselves i'm like there's so much so yeah to not see it i i do this to myself every year i'm like all right i'm not gonna watch and then i watch and i'm like oh like who am i gonna see and then i see a bad loss i'm like oh, that's why i shouldn't have then i got myself all bits out of shape salon said be the gold you want to hold just watch and remove your emotions but it happens. It happens every year. Girl, join the club. Who would you have? Who would you have liked this to have seen as far as uh, female rappers? I mean, I would have liked to see Dochi. Like, I'm trying to think of people outside of that realm of like our biggest stars. But I would love to have seen Dochi. I would love to have seen Flo Millie. I even think, even when I think about the Hip Hop 50 performances last year and how they like brought so many people together. I would love to see that. Not even often like, oh, unity, because I don't want to throw people together. If y'all don't want to be around each other, cool, like whatever. But I would love to see different areas of rap highlighted. Like I would love to see a Trina and City Girls on stage for like a nice little Miami set. I would love to see, you know, a Southern set throwing like Lotto. Like she has so many, like so many songs and so much. Like I... There's just more that I think could be done. And people always say, it's like, well, you know, the Grammys, they're all, it's all genres. It's not just rap. And I'm like, I get it. But let's highlight the highlights from these genres. And I think if I'm even not thinking about the biggest names, those are women that I think would have put on great performances. Even when I hear MC Light, like talking, like her clarity, her tone, I always say this to people, I'm like, yo, like the, the voice bar none, like give me some, put her on the set if she wants to but like i would like to see her perform again like i i would be down for that. i think she did last year as well but like yeah just give me some more please just give me some more women the performances are always more entertaining but you know what you're so right especially you know we're fresh off of hip-hop 50 so to go from last year with such a celebration and a lot of yeah. not just not just the recording academy but a lot of these institutions and awards ha- having this concerted effort to make sure that you know hip hop was front and center mm-hmm. and to it is it's just such a stark difference you know it's, it's such yeah. a stark difference but i have to agree with you flo millie Dochi, I love her performances. Yes. You know, Lotto, Lotto takes it. Lotto is, is on and has been on such an amazing run. And, yeah. you know, people may not agree with me, but shit, sexy red. I, what I would, <laughs> what I would love to see, you know, and they've done this with other genres. The Recording Academy has done this with other genres, but I would love to see hip hop broken up categories broken up because mm. the subgenres of hip-hop that are thriving and well and yeah and, and, that's and so being smart. born right now and 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 really folks are leaning into i i really think that they're missing a huge opportunity I by agree. not you know by not expanding like why don't we expand and have you know a trap versus an alternative rap versus right, you yeah. know just like these different these different categories mm-hmm. because I, I i think that by having rap just in this one you know category it it doesn't do serve the genre no. well because it's evolved so much it definitely has it even sometimes when i see like the rap slash hip-hop combination i'm like 
hip hop is just so large. Like it's not like Mary J. Blige is hip hop. She's right. rapping. Like like there's so much there. So that's really smart. You need to write them a letter. I don't know. They probably they're <laughs> still trying to figure out what to do after what Jay Z said. I know they're probably on emails right now. Like all right, hope we gotta get some, hopefully, but. Still send an email because they need to do that. Yeah. Listen, I'll send my I'll send an email in my invoice all in one <laughs> swoop. Okay. That too. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Going back to a li- something that you mm-hmm. you said earlier, and you know you keep referencing the um, uh, Solange's quote, and I think that like that is really important. At the same time, you know these award shows aren't going anywhere. What relevancy or what importance or weight do you think that they hold right now? I don't think they hold as much weight as even I feel like it did a year or two ago. I feel like it keeps changing. I think people are glad when their song hits number one on iTunes. Um, I think people are glad when they have the number one song on TikTok. And I think a lot of people, especially the way People have called out the way, you know, people have 360 deals and the way the music industry has shifted. And even you see Meg, who's independent, like going number one. There are so many things happening, I think, for the artists. And I can't I can't speak for them, but I've seen a lot of conversation around them. Just be happy to make money. Like, I think Ari Lennox, she did a tour and she was like, yeah, like this tour paid my bills. And I think that that's something that's been really, really, really important. I know Punch tweeted earlier, like, never again, which I don't know if that means he's never going to submit SZA again. Like, I don't know what that means. But the, the importance of them is just it, every year, everyone's like, Ugh. but I also see every year we all, not we all, but a lot of us still watch and get invested. I just hope that again, like what, Hope said what a lot of people have been saying. I hope that they internalize that because if you got the same five, six, seven, eight people who all look the same, come from the same area and are partial to a particular person or race or class or whatever it is, you ain't never going to win. And it's work that needs to be done behind the scenes. And maybe with the help of big artists like whole people who have the space to speak out and the ability to to say a lot of the things that some people might be afraid to say or don't feel like they have the space to, to kind of create that runway for, hey, let's change the way we do stuff. But we ha- there are so many legendary people who don't have Grammys. And I just think that it doesn't change their impact. It doesn't change their legendary status. It doesn't change who they are, what they've contributed. Would I love to see a lot of the people who don't have Grammys get Grammys? Absolutely. But I'm I'm not someone who's like, oh, well, they don't have a Grammy, so I'm not I'm not listening to that. Like, all right, but if, are they selling records? Are they selling out their shows? Are they able to feed their families? Are they able to eat? Like that to me is like this artist I like is doing good. Like I'm not I'm not basing it off of no Grammy. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. That livelihood uh, aspect is so important, you know. Yeah. Especially, you know, because I a lot of artists have been vocal about struggling, even though they've had a hit song or been successful yep. or whatever. Uh-huh. I, I, I love that you said that because I think that that is so important. And, you know, the fact that the, the awards are a plus, right? You yes. Know? And, yeah. but I think that we have, and when I say we, I mean, I really mean just like society, all of us is, you know, <laughs> you know, have right. elevated them to a point of kind of what you were saying earlier. You ain't shit unless you got one. 
or you right. ain't you ain't popping unless you got a, a Grammy or, or a mm-hmm. whatever or you know right. a VMA or a whatever yep. like yeah and I and I think that it's really important that we do recognize not only you know when I say we not just artists but like fans audiences yeah I think that we have to also kind of take into account the importance of just supporting and not necessarily getting too tied up into you know whether or not our fave has an award because exactly though we know that they deserve it especially as you know marginalized audiences that Mm -hmm. often don't get that shine on these platforms because they weren't made for us it's important for us to you know still recognize like hey we don't need that validation our art is literally making moves and you know defining a culture exactly it literally exactly that exactly that I do want to know what you want to see next year that you didn't this year. You mentioned more, um, more female hip hop artists performing. What is there anything else? I would love to see Beyonce's Act Two get album of the year. I don't even know if that's coming. I'm. I just. <laughs> I I would love to see that. I would also love to see more. And I feel like I think about this every year. I would love to see more music history incorporated into the ceremony. I love. I just love watching shows and learning. And I think the first time a lot of people learn about certain musicians or even hear about them is when they're seeing that in memoriam section, they're like, who is this? Let me look them up. I would love for there to be moments in the ceremony where someone is teaching someone about an artist or a genre or the origins of something. Because I think even when I think about the awards that we're awarding to the point of you saying there should be different subgenres of the cat for the categories in rap for the Grammys, there's so much foundationally that people don't get. And I think there are a lot of, I mean, I'm sure there are Grammy voters who don't even understand the foundation and the average viewer is not understanding the roots in the foundation. So I would love to see a a section on blues and someone talking about Ma Rainey and how that connects to Mary J. Blige or whoever it is. Like I just, I would love to see more music history in these ceremonies, even if it's a two minute little section, even if you want to do it right before the commercial break and you put it on social I just think that that is something that's so important because the recording academy is an academy. And yes, you have these awards, but if all we're doing is giving awards and not making sure we're teaching and upholding, and maybe I'm asking for a lot, who knows? They might be like, child, we ain't doing that. But I just think that that could be important. That'd be fun. Like, I would like to watch that and learn about somebody beyond the birth year and their death year. Like, I want to learn more about these people who have helped this institution (laughs) run the way it has absolutely absolutely i don't think you're asking for too much girl but, you know, <laughs> thank you uh, you know uh, unfortunately we're in a post-educational society which <laughs> i i really i really hate to see but i, I love that <laughs> no i love that phrase i don't love that word of post-educational society <laughs> right. but i like that phrase because <laughs> it's 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 really bad out it's here bad. it's really it's bad, bad out here i will say i was i was happy to see and learn more about Tracy Chapman after last night. That, yes, that Sunday was awesome. Night. Yes. And you are teaching us all with first <laughs> things first. Like so let's 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 get into this book that you've written. Tell us yeah. about what what inspired you to take this approach of first things first of highlighting these women in, yeah. in hip hop who've really laid the foundation for what we see the genre as today. 
Yeah. Well, I am such a nerd and I love knowing how things are connected. I love knowing the foundation for things. I love knowing roots. I love knowing histories. And when the opportunity came for me to write a book, I really, I wanted there to be a connection or I wanted there to be a place where someone could go and say, okay, this is traced back to this particular person. Because I think a lot of times, even when I think about the internet, People will do like little side-by-side comparisons of like, oh, this person wore this and now she's wearing it. And oh, this person did her hair like this and she's doing it. And she released this album in 1996 and this girl released the album similarly. Like there's so many things that we do when we do comparisons. And I really want people to, again, understand the foundation and why women are able to operate and exist in the spaces that they are. So I thought about the idea of first, not as a means to like rank anyone or say anyone's more important. That's why in the book, I'm like, oh, the second, third, fourth, fifth, all the way to the 10th, 20th, whatever. They are just as important. I just want you to know that when you see this or when you hear this, this is the name that you should know as the foundation. I really love how that's connected to your work with the gumbo because Thank you. I'm not I'm not sure if you still do sample Sundays. I know you were doing them at Old to Babel. Yes. We have taken a little hiatus because I was doing this. I wasn't even like on the East Coast writing the book. I was in LA like son. I was like, I need to lock in. Um, but yeah, they will be back. They I love that. So, yes. so for all, do you want to explain what Sample Sundays is for everyone listening? Yes. Yes. So Sample Sunday is a party that we would throw um, our DJ and lead creative director Quinn with DJ and we would just play all of the rap songs or R&B songs that we liked and their samples. So it would just be at the whole party. Um, and it was really fun. I just, I'm such a, again, to the point of being a nerd, I like knowing where stuff comes from. And I'm like, I want to hear a party of just this. Give me all my old head stuff and give me the new stuff and mix it in and we'll have a great time. Absolutely. And that connection of making sure that the folks who are listening to current music know where it's come from, where it's coming from and who created that—that that is so important. I'm wondering with yeah. the gumbo, your, mm-hmm. um, your platform and your social club, why did you feel that that was important in making sure that this kind of archival aspect was interwoven into that? There have been so many instances where I would talk to someone about something and they would just have like the wrong information about who laid the foundation or who was here or a person that was where. And even if um, you go on Instagram, MCWD, she's considered one of the first women to rap she's often posting old flyers from early, early hip hop days to just remind people, hey, I was there, like, don't write me out of this history. So I was thinking about that. And I was also thinking about all of the women I knew who were amazingly talented journalists who come from hip hop, who are representative of the people who created hip hop. And like, they weren't, one, they weren't getting the opportunities to write about it, or they weren't getting paid, which, like, to me, I don't play that unpaid work stuff. Like, I think that's nuts. So, like, I'm just going to make this thing. I'm going to save up some money. We're going to get it off the ground. Um, but there should always be a place where you can find information. And if someone is not familiar with a Gangsta Boo or a Mia X or whoever it is, they can go on the Gumbo's website. They don't even have to know who they're typing in. So you can just scroll for days and you can learn about somebody that you have never heard of. And I think the book is just an extension of that because I'm a big fan of having information in all mediums. So you can go on the gumbo, you can go online, but if someone's not able to go online all day, then they can go to their library and they can check out the book. You don't have to buy, you can go to your library. And if they don't say, hey, put this book in here so you're able to access that 
for free or you can buy the audiobook you can buy the ebook you can buy the physical book like i'm just such a fan of information being accessible and existing because if you don't and i've said this so many times when i've talked to people about the book like even myself like it's hard for me to find my history just in general within the context of this country and within this world and that's because people didn't think it was important enough to write it down or to document it or to take pictures. And I don't want that to happen to this thing that I consider one of the most influential cultures and art forms and genres to ever exist. Mm, I love that so much. History is so, is so important. You got, you really have to, like we've seen ourselves written out of history books, just completely left out. And, Literally. You know, especially right now, the, ugly ass book bands that are going on in various states is you know just kill me so I think it's it's so important to have not only that digital aspect aspect but also that physical piece of information that you can just like pick up holding your hand and read I'm wondering for you through Mm -hmm. first things first and the gumbo and just your work period what has this archival work taught you about not only how we as women gather in community through music, but also just, you know, where we're going in music in the future. Yeah, there is, I cannot remember the name of the piece, but I read it for my college thesis that I wrote on black women rappers, women rappers and sexuality in my senior year. And I'll never forget, and I quoted in the book, but he talks about this idea of space. And he was like, space is literally the means through which men and boys get to be the distributors and the creators of hip hop and women get to get get pushed to the back or to the side or ignored altogether. And when I was thinking about the idea of space, even researching the book and researching different things for the gumbo and seeing the ways women were not only creating certain spaces, but also occupying spaces and kind of bringing people along with them, whether it was a little Kim and, you know, her hairstylist and her makeup artist and Misa and like a whole team just thinking about how important that was or thinking about a Mary J. Blige being on set and some dude saying like, no, she got to take them earrings off. Like this isn't going to work. And Misa being like, no, like this is where she's from. This is representative of her as a hip hop woman. We are not taking those off. And, going back and forth with him to the point where they were like, they're staying on. Like, we're not doing that. And I just think about how much that has happened. And even in the present day now, I think it's so beautiful, especially because I think there's just so much autonomy. And I think society, as much work as we have to do, has progressed in a way where women get to be more authentically themselves than they have in previous years. You get to see someone. They get to get on Instagram and communicate with you and be their full selves. You get to kind of go behind the scenes with them on set or them getting their makeup done. They're going live and they're reading the comments and they're like laughing and like joking with you and asking you. I remember Meg went live, I was like, where should I put, how should I put my eyelash on? Just stuff like that where they're getting to occupy space on their own terms is really cool to see. And again, we got a lot of work to do. I'm not saying it's all great. There's a lot more work to be done, but I love getting to see women just be, their true and full selves in a way that I wasn't seeing even five, 10 years ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who are you listening to right now? There's this girl, Skylar Blatt. I love her. She is so, she has a song with Lola Brooks called F Fame. It's so good. I love her tone. I love her delivery. 
I think that she is amazing. I cannot pronounce it. I don't know if her name's Anicia or Anicia, but she has a new song with Lotto. Love her. Yes. Yes. I I love her. And then I'm always listening. I love older music. So I'm always listening to Kim. That's like one of my personal faves. Mary, another one of my personal faves. Missy, another one. But I'm always listening to kind of like the throwback older stuff. I'm a big fan to the point of Sample Sunday even existing. Like I love old school soul like i love that sound so if something's gonna take me there i'm like well i'm just gonna listen to what's the 401 again for the 50th time this week okay i love it make you want to clean your house (laughs) it does it does it definitely does i literally did that yesterday (laughs) what's getting you through the week right now oh my gosh i think just talking to people about the book is getting me through. i am so like it's been really fun because i think I had so much like anxiety and stress about this coming out. And now that it's out and just getting to like talk to people about it and have people like text and say, Oh, I like, I read this part or I learned this. Like that's been the thing that's getting me through. Cause I still have so much to do and I would love to just like lay my head down on a pillow, but like getting to like, just be in conversation, even with you, like getting to have just like conversations about like the Grammys instead of talking like one person's ear off, like, what about this? And then what about that? It, it it has really been getting me through like the week and I know there's been so much happening but that has been like a highlight I love that I love that Girl, yes. you, should, you should be celebrating and celebrating with rest too it's, yes it's, it's I slept an amazing feat yeah I slept all weekend I was oh I love that <laughs> I love that <laughs> what's what's one thing you know is right Oh, now see, I tried to prepare for this and oh my God, black women, there you go. I know that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. Where can folks find you and support your work? Yes. So y'all can find me on, I'm calling it Twitter still. I know it's X, Twitter X, whatever, but you can find me on there or on Instagram or threads if y'all are using threads at Hynadir, it's H-I-N-A-D-I-R-A-H. The gumbo. We're also on all of those. T H E G U M B O. Um, I'm trying to wean myself off of Twitter and X. I feel like my time is coming to an end on there. I'm trying to slowly not be as inundated, but I definitely will still be on Instagram. But yes, you can find me on there and yeah, send me some messages. I I, I like to engage. So absolutely. I love it so much. Nadira, thank, thank you, you so much. This thank has been you so much. Also, shout out to you. This is fire. I love that you have this platform. I love that you have your own show. Like that is Come on. Like that is, I don't know if they can hear my clap. Look, I'm going to clap into my AirPod, but that is major and amazing. And the work you're doing, the conversations that you are having are so important. Like this is, I'm here for it. Thank you. I I received that. I appreciate it so much. Now, girl, I need you to eat something today. <laughs> I'm <about> like, <laughs> please go, go grab a bite before your meeting. We're going to go ahead and, and shut this off so you can, so you can go. Okay, y'all, that is the show. Huge thank you to Nadira for joining me this week. And thank you all for listening as always. Now, y'all already know what I'm about to say. I want to know what y'all want to hear on the show. Hit me up at underscore tearing it up. If there's a topic or a story that you want me to explore, just, just holla. I'm here. And of course, follow the show at IKTRPOD on tiktok and instagram that's i know that's right pod this show of course 
is produced by Acast and recorded right here in Brooklyn, baby. See you next time. Bye.